Good to see you all here in this room and also on live stream. And uh, so excited. There's been a lot of prayers have been uh, lifted up for this moment in this year of, of opportunity as we look a little bit ahead to 2022. Um, you guys remember last November? Think back to last November. We were eight months into a pandemic that had literally shut down the world, had also shut down live worship gatherings like we have tonight, and uh, there was no, there was talk about the vaccine, but that seemed like a long way off, and it was months away, and so, and then there was some little thing called the presidential election that was just a wee bit divisive, right? And it was a dark time. Talk about it getting dark at 3 o'clock. That month, it seemed like after daylight savings time ended, it's like it almost felt like it got dark about noon just because of the press of everything going on in the world. A great time to have a global impact focus, right? A great time to have a faith promise night. And uh, I had already started hearing actually going back to uh, March and April of last year, I talked to pastors that the week after everything shut down, they started uh, dropping missionaries. They made the decision based on what they thought was going to happen, and they just started letting missionaries know, we can no longer support you. And we talked to our board about this, and we just did not feel like that was... Uh, right for us. We're not going to judge other ministries, but we chose to exercise faith and go forward. And uh, thanks be to the Lord and thanks to you for your faithfulness and giving. Last year, we did not have to drop any of our global impact partners. In fact, you're going to hear uh, another report in just a few moments about how we actually added global impact partners. Only God can do that, and it takes God. Um, God's people to respond in faith in a harrowing time. And so, uh, so last November, we, uh, we set a goal uh, for faith promise uh, commitments, and it was 25000 And uh, you responded heroically uh, to the tune of $28,600 in faith promises. You went over the top by over $3,000 and faith promises. Amazing. And not only did you make the faith promises, church, but you have been giving through the year. We're, we're actually ahead of pace. Um, we, we budget 75% of what the faith promises are every year. And uh, to date, we have uh, seen, 20, actually as of October 31st, this year, we've seen $20,810 that has actually come in for global impact. We're on a pace for $24,972, just $28, if my math is correct, shy of $25,000 this year of 2021 that you have given or will give. And I just think, to God be the glory, amen, and also thank you, a huge thank you for your faithfulness in giving to Global Impact. And you're going to hear some of the, uh, the reports of how your giving has impacted. It's a global impact, and it's been a great year of impact.
through Anchor Church's Global Impact Ministry. You know, there are various testimonies associated with giving in our Anchor community. And I'd just like to share kind of a pastoral observation, kind of a macro view of, um, of really how God has come through on his faithfulness to us. Um, in this past season, 19 months, to my knowledge, we've only had one individual that was furloughed out of our whole anchor family. That individual was off work for a few months. I think evidently she needed some rest because it was just a matter of weeks and she had a better job that she was more fulfilled in, better pay, everything was better, better, better. And other than that, everybody has stayed employed and uh, it's not by chance, I believe. Because God always honors a generous people. He honors a faithful people. And I just want to encourage you in that tonight uh, in terms of a spirit of generosity that, uh, and a, a really attitude of being faithful to what God has entrusted to us because there's just a correlation in the faithfulness of God's people moving in, in uh, a step of faith and trusting God and God providing for his people. And there's uh, a classic scripture in Malachi chapter 3 uh, about on the subject of financial giving. And the context, if you know the passage well, the context is that God's people would bring the entire tithe to the storehouse, which is the, the local church that they're a part of, that they would bring their tithe to the storehouse, and that he would basically open the windows of heaven and provide for them. And that's the promise of God. But the spirit, I believe, goes beyond just the tithe. And it's the Lord's tithe. We don't say this is our tithe. It's not the church's tithe. It belongs to the Lord. He's very clear about that. So don't rob me of the tithe. It's his. So it's the Lord's tithe. But then it's our offerings on top of that, such as global impact, such as for benevolence, uh, which you also gave heroically for. And uh, there's this spirit of giving that is so evident in this passage. And I'd just like to read the words of the prophet Malachi. And he's basically quoting God, the Father. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. It will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Now, when the Lord says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, it's an agrarian reference befitting a culture that was agrarian. But... Most of us aren't farmers in Boston, right? We're doing other things. So I think in the present day, it might read something like this. This is uh, not Eugene Peterson's The Message. This is uh, Randall Quackenbush's attempt at The Message, okay? I will prevent a volatile work environment caused by a pandemic from taking your ability to work and provide for your needs. 
Let me say that again. I will prevent a volatile work environment. A lot of people lost their jobs in the past 19 months. A lot of people did. I will prevent a volatile work environment caused by a pandemic from taking your ability to work and provide for your needs. Quite simply, the Anchor community has stayed employed in 2021, and I believe as we connect the dots, it's because God's promise is true. He honors those that are faithful in bringing the Lord's tithe and bringing offerings for ministries such as Global Impact, and he provides for our needs. Let's pause for just a moment. Can we thank the Lord for his faithfulness? I'm thankful that I still have a job. I'm thankful that my wife still has a job. And maybe we could just pause and give thanks to the Lord. Lord, we know that you're no respecter of persons. We know that you love every person in the world. Lord, we also know you are one that keeps your word. When you make a promise, you back it up with fulfilling that promise. So we thank you for keeping us employed, for providing, Lord, so that we could uh, meet the needs that we have, the material needs, and beyond that. And so we just want to thank you and thank you for your faithfulness to our people and to your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just have like three points I'd like to share on this Faith Promise Night, which really concludes our global impact focus for this year. The first is this. Our faith promise is a process. And in addition to that, the yearly global impact projects that we consider is also a process. A year ago, Shelley and I were processing what our faith promise would be for this year. Um, our income was the same as it had been the year before, and there was no uh, forecast of uh, increase in either one of our compensations. Um, and so we prayed, but as we prayed, we felt like the Lord would have us take a step of faith and to increase our faith promise by $50 a month. And we didn't know where that was going to come from, but we very clearly felt like that we should step forward and also as pastors that we should lead in faith. And so we did that and felt good about it. We had peace in our heart, uh, and uh, we moved forward in that. And that was, of course, mid-November of last year. Before the end of the year, I received word that uh, my mother, who had, dis had passed away a few months earlier, that there was one remaining account that we were not aware of, and there was a total of $1,600 in that account. You say, well, that's not a lot of money in account. Well, I, had, I have one brother, Larry, and uh, so simple math, divide 1,600 by two, that means I get 800, and he gets 800. And instantly, when I got that notification, I thought, that's the extra faith promise that the Lord gave us faith for plus a couple hundred dollars, because $50 over 12 months is $600. Last time I checked, I'll check with Lauren. She's the, uh, the mathematician in the family. But, I, you know, $600, and that's it. And so what we did is, is we, uh, we held on to that until the first week of January, and then we paid this, we paid, we gave the $600 uh, toward Global Impact 
and that $50 faith promise extra was taken care of. And then we just resumed uh, our monthly uh, missions uh, offering. And so that's just one story, and I know that there are um, other stories that are represented here in our fellowship, and I would like to know those. We would like to hear those stories about how God provides uh, as we step forward in faith, because first of all, it's a way to give God glory for how he has provided for us, but secondly, I think it helps build faith in, in our people, because my wife and I, Shelly and I, we, we have... Uh, along, we grew up in the church, and we have decades of of hearing stories about faith and how God has provided. But there are those that are relatively new in their faith journey, or all of us can use a word of encouragement uh, every now and then. So, I encourage you, whether you're in this room or you're watching via live stream or listening to the podcast, as God comes through for you uh, and and just really surprises you, perhaps with provision. Let us know. And we promise we won't embarrass you. We're not going to do this wild, wacky, tele-evangelist thing, you know. And, but we just want to celebrate with you and tell your story. If you, uh, and if you say, oh, I'd rather, I want you to know, but I'd rather you not share this. Hey, we will not share that. But I feel like there's stories. And stories is a great way to just tell how God is working today. He's the God that's worked throughout history. He's the God that's going to work in the future. But he's also working in this moment in history and I'm glad to be a part of that and to experience that. Now, I alluded to uh, or intimated a couple of principles in our little story. And I'd like to share those with you as something that you might uh, consider uh, as you are uh, navigating your way forward with your faith promise in this next year. First of all, you do not need to have the funds to make a faith promise. You could have zero in your checking account, and you could still make a faith promise. You don't have to have the, or you don't know where the funds are going to come from. All you know is that you have prayed, and you're, act, you're acting on what you sense the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about, okay? Also, uh, when God provides, and I know this from experience, when God does provide like he did for us in that $800, um, and we needed six. When he does provide, it's been my experience that I do well to give as soon as I can, to give that amount as soon as I can. Here's what I think could have happened with that $600, is we could have just put it in the checking account, we could have known, oh, there's $600 there. Before you know it, that money is gone. Whether I decide, hey, I want to go to a Celtics game, or I, I've got a new winter coat I want to buy. There's a little extra here, I think I might. And before you know, <laughs> that money's gone when God had answered prayer for a specific, uh, specific thing. So just, again, you can just toss that and not follow it. They're just from experience. I have learned when God comes through, get rid of it as soon as you can and let it go out into the world uh, to be a blessing uh, to our partners or to projects that are coming up. Because bottom line is, I trust God a lot more than I trust myself when it comes to uh, these matters or anything, really. Um, yeah, so again, ours is just one story, and we'd love to share stories that um, you might want to share with us with your permission. Uh, I want to just give a little uh, recap that uh, Rob gave a couple 
uh, weeks ago. But again, tonight is, part of it is about building faith and also celebrating what God has done this past year through your faithful global impact giving. Um, and so here's, I'm just going to hit on some things, and, and Paul's got the slides. He'll put them up quickly as we go through it. But the first thing, that we served local high school students in our Anchors for Life outreach, providing resume and interview workshops. I was able to be a part of one of those two events. I can't tell you how fulfilling it was uh, to be able to share uh, in a very tangible way some helps with these uh, high school students in Boston. Also, uh, we were able to provide a new stove for the Friday night supper program. Just on the other side of this wall is a kitchen, and there's a, there's a stove that has served uh, that organization since the mid-1980s, and uh, we found out it needed replaced, and we uh, were able to, uh, in a very exciting board meeting, uh, we decided to pay for the entire industrial stove. And let me say, these things are not cheap. But because of your giving, we had, uh, we had funds that were sitting there available to help. And we pray that uh, that stove will be able to help serve homeless people in Boston uh, for the next 30, 40 years. We, we, we were going to pray over that stove and dedicate it to, uh, to longevity and to being a blessing to the homeless in our own city. Also, we added four new college ministry partners, which is super uh, exciting and answer to prayer. The Berkeley College of Music, Northeastern University, Boston College, and uh, uh, down in Yale University as well. And uh, just uh, so thankful that we were able to do more in terms of city outreach, campus outreach here in Boston especially. And then we contributed funds to make uh, a renovation of a music classroom at uh, North Point Bible College possible, a college that has blessed us with musicians and worship leaders and training those uh, for music ministry. And uh, I'm in that classroom a couple times a week, as is Pastor Ryan, and it's just a, a great blessing. And you, your giving made that possible. And we fed three families for three months in India through Convoy of Hope. Uh, when the Delta variant was so severe in India, uh, we were able to come alongside with three families providing meals for three months. And what a blessing uh, it was to be involved with that. Also, we were able to provide COVID-19 masks for homeless veterans in our city of Boston. Now, these projects are in addition in addition to those that we support monthly. And we're in the process of updating our, our website and putting all of our partners on the website. We have some new partners that I just mentioned, some of our college ministry partners we need to add on the website. But we were able to continue. We didn't miss one support check throughout the entire year for those that we're supporting. Again, thanks be to God and thank you, Anchor Church, for doing this. Now, um, I might say this, none of the projects other than Anchors for Life that I just mentioned were planned. But what happened is you kept giving out of your generous spirit. And so we had resource available whenever there was an opportunity, like the stove, we could act on it. We didn't have to come to you for a special offering because of your faithful giving each month. 
which was, uh, again, such, such a blessing. And so uh, who knows but the Lord what opportunities we're going to have in 2022. But as you make your faith promise and give faithfully, we'll have resource funds available that we'll be able to, to act on the impulses of the Holy Spirit and move uh, some of these projects along that, again, we're not even aware of yet. Um, all of this is a process. It's a process that we've been going through to ask God to pray, Lord, what would you give me faith for in global impact giving for next year? What would you give me faith for? Not what can I calculate in my budget? What can I, you know, what can I just do without faith? But it's like, Lord, drop an amount in to my heart, into my head, and then pray for peace when you act on that move of the Spirit in your life. We have, I just want to assure you that we have good systems and good people in place. You may wonder, like, okay, so I give, so how, then what happens? Well, we have an amazing uh, Global Impact Board led by our very own Rob Barrett, our Global Impact Director, and he has a wonderful board to work with, the Global Impact Board. Uh, Paul Rayapali is a, a member of that board, as well as Jack Farina, Dave and Chanel Lowe. And uh, they just do a great job. They have hearts of compassion and faith. That's a great combination. And they, they really do a wonderful job administrating Global Impact um, Ministry. And then we, we have a, also... Uh, a board of trustees that takes the recommendations of the Global Impact Board to heart. And uh, again, we have a very generous, uh, compassionate board of trustees as well. And uh, so it's really great. There's great checks and balances. And I just want to say this. Every penny that comes in to Global Impact, every penny goes to Global Impact. Every, every dollar, every penny, uh, down to the last cent. We had uh, funds left over last year. We had a surplus at the end of 20, uh, 2020. And there was an urgency that all of us felt that we have to get this money out of here. We have to send it on a, to the project. We have to spend this money uh, for the kingdom initiatives and through global impact. We do not like it just sitting there uh, in, in our account. And so... Uh, I just wanted to share that. Um, again, uh, we're going to stand before God one day, and I believe that we in the church will be accountable for how we steward uh, the finances of the church. And I can just say this from stories I've heard and from some experience uh, personally in different churches through the years, not every church conducts its business like Anchor Church does in, in sense of integrity and accountability. And I'm very thankful that we have those checks and balances uh, in place. Uh, another thing I just want to mention is our faith promise relies on God's promise. Our faith promise relies on God's promise. He promises to be faithful. There was a Christ community in the first century uh, that had a reputation of being a generous giving church. And when no other church would assist the Apostle Paul when he had needs, the church of Philippi, over and over and over again, came through to assist him. This really appeals to me because this is the kind of church that I 
that we have, I believe, at anchor, and I believe we can even grow in this way. Let let's me read from Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 14. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, Paul writes to the Philippians. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. Now there's a missionary worth supporting. But no church stepped forward to support him except only you. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Philippians believed in Paul, and so they partnered with him. Their partnership was generous, time and time again. Their gifts were a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. This is Old Testament language, Old Covenant language. And the Old Covenant, uh, when there was a sacrifice on the altar, like a burnt offering, there would be smoke, an aroma that would come up from the sacrifice that was offered. And it was said uh, that if you followed the instructions, like in the book of Leviticus, if you followed uh, the code, so to speak, that the Lord set forth, then it would be a sweet aroma to God. He would receive the gift. It says here that this generous church that supported the Apostle Paul was giving a fragrant offering to the Lord. An aroma that was a blessing to the Father. A sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And then the promise, which is often taken out of context. How many times have you that have been, we that have been in the church for years and years maybe, they hear this, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's not a standalone verse, friends. That's a contextual verse. The context is a generous people, a giving people, and a people that offer a fragrant offering to God, an acceptable sacrifice that's pleasing to God. If you do that, if that's how we live our life, if that's how we are as a church, if that's how we conduct our own finances in terms of being generous to people in need, to opportunities that we have to share the good news in our city and around the world. If you're one of those kind of people, if you're married and you're one of those kind of couples, this promise is for you, for us. And my, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I would say the converse of that. If you're stingy, if you just hold on to your finances, if you don't have a heart of generosity, I'm not sure that verse is for you. Just saying, it's contextual. It's the last sentence in this paragraph. So something to consider. What kind of, you know, what kind of uh, person will we be when it comes to these things? And, and then what can we expect in terms of God keeping his promise that he makes? 
And then lastly, the faith promises about everyone participating. Everyone participating. You might say, well, I'm a student. Well, what could I possibly make as a faith promise? You might say, well, I'm facing big expenses in the next few months, so I better just hold tight. Or you could say, I don't even have a job right now, so how could I make a faith promise? What can I give? In all these situations, we go back to the faith part of faith promise. To the student or to one facing big expenses in the future or the unemployed, I have this question. Are you trusting God to supply every one of your needs according to his riches and glory? If you are, he can certainly support, supply some extra funds to share his love with those in our city and world. Maybe to feed some hungry people. Maybe to provide water for some that need water in the world. Maybe for a campus pastor that's really trying to reach and disciple future world changers in our city. For the college student, a monthly faith promise of five or ten dollars, that's really one or two cappuccinos or lattes. It's doable for most students. The point is this. Ask God and he will show you and he will give you faith for whatever that amount might be. So I would like to encourage everyone, everyone to make a faith promise. Again, it's in addition to, it's above the tithe because I don't want to tempt you to rob God as it says in Malachi chapter 3. In addition to the tithe, we'd love for everyone to reap the blessing of being a generous people in the eyes of God in this way. In Luke 22, Jesus observed the affluent people giving offerings, the rich giving offerings. And then his eyes caught a poor widow putting in two small copper coins in the offering. You may have heard it referred to as the widow's mite. Two little copper coins. Probably didn't seem like much to her or maybe much to others that were observing the offering. It made a big difference to Jesus. He said this, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Luke 21, 3 and 4. Your faith promise may be the smallest faith promise in our whole community, yet it might be the one that Jesus is most pleased with because you may perhaps exercise more faith than anyone else in our community. It may have been a sacrificial faith promise and God will be pleased by whatever we do as we come to him and trust him for what he is putting in our heart in terms of faith. Finally, Global Impact merges two of Anchor's core values. One core value is giving. That's kind of what we're talking about, a spirit of generosity. That's in our DNA. Before Anchor ever opened, Pastor Ryan and I, we attended a conference, and we, I still remember like it was yesterday, Ryan, we, were, we had a whiteboard, a lot of other pastors that were planting churches. 
And we start with a, you know, they say, write down just values that you have, that you envision for your church. And so we wrote a bunch of values up there. And then they said, well, you can't have like 50 core values. You know, you've got to narrow it down. So we narrowed it down to five. Remember that, Ryan? And giving was one of those, not in the sense of we want you to be a giving church in terms of offerings to us. It was more like we want to be a church that's not a taking church, you know, that takes things. We want to be a church known for being generous, that when money comes in, money's going to go out. We want to be a blessing. We want to be known as a generous church. And I can tell you those that are going to, 10 years from now, when somebody's having a conversation about that stove, Jesus Christ will be glorified because of a generous people, a giving church, and that's in our DNA, and that's one of our core values. The other core value that it really converges with is, uh, is to be a reaching church, to go and to share the good news, and then ultimately to make disciples in our city, in our region, and in the world and so this is, a, again, a convergence of both of these core values. And we encourage those that call Anchor their home to embrace all five of our core values. One of our core values is accepting, that we accept all people. We do not judge people that come in. We, there's a, there's a, a place for everyone here in our fellowship. We also want to be an excelling church that everything that we are everything that we do there should be a, a theology of excellence a standard of quality that we do we're not interested in presenting to the lord uh, offerings and sacrifices and ministry in our lives that is not um, is not excellent and then uh, growing as followers of Christ, learning to live and love like Jesus, that no matter how long we serve the Lord, that we're on a trajectory to grow deeper in our knowledge, in our faith, in our relationship with Christ. And then the two that I mentioned, reaching people with the good news and giving from a place of generosity. Recently I heard a story about a person who was a hoarder. She had a stingy spirit. She was an accumulator, not a giver. At the end of her life, her possessions filled every room of her home. And the family comes in, and they really wanted very few of the prized possessions that were left. And so the possessions end up being available for sale in an estate sale where these possessions of the hoarder go for literally pennies on the dollar. And when I heard this story, I thought, what a waste. What a waste. And it reminded me of a scripture that I believe is pertinent as we, uh, as we close tonight. And it's this. Jesus once said, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Band, if you could join me on the platform, please. Global impact, faith promise, it's really a heart thing. It's a heart check. It is a way that we can 
try to assess the treasure of our heart. And in this moment, as we are going to pray and then move toward our faith promise opportunity, I just encourage all of us to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us and to have faith for what he can do through us. And that he would take us on an amazing journey in the next 12 months or so, and we could see God move in our lives in an amazing way as we come before him and participate. Like I said, this is for everyone, not just a few, but for everyone that calls Anchor their home church. Jesus said, lay up treasure in heaven where it cannot be stolen or destroyed or sold for pennies on the dollar after you die. I added that part. But to lay up treasure that is eternal, that is eternal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let's, let's pray together. Father, as we come before you, we, we thank you that we could participate in the global initiative to share eternal life, to share good news. Lord, with those in our city and our college campuses and New England church plants and through international ministries. Thank you for the projects that we were so blessed to be able to be a part of, oh God, this past year. And we're excited about what can happen in the next year as well. Lord, I know you've been speaking to hearts already. Some have already perhaps made their faith promise, and we thank them for that and rejoice in that. Others, they're maybe on the fence or they've been on the fence, and they're still seeking you about what they would do next year with faith, what you can actually do, Lord, through them. And so we just pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to speak and that we would uh, be attentive to the impulses of your Spirit in us, and then we take leaps, not baby steps, but leaps of faith that more and more people can come to the saving knowledge experience of knowing you for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What's next is we want to give you in this room, on the live stream, podcast, whatever. We want to give you the opportunity to make your faith promise. And normally when we sing a song, we have the lyrics up so we can sing along. This is not going to be that kind of experience right now. We're going to be serenaded with a great song, Hope of the Ages, which is Jesus Christ. Serenaded in that no lyrics are going to be on the screen. If you want to sing along, you can, if you know some of the lyrics. But the point is this. There's going to be a link that you can go to. There's going to be a website, which is you may have heard of before, anchorboston.com our website, and then uh, forward slash global impact. Very easy, anchorboston.com forward slash global impact. And there's a little button at the top that says faith promise. You click on that and it's going to open up a digital faith promise card. And we would encourage you because I believe the, the presence of the Lord is here. I believe the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us and I would encourage you not to let this moment pass by, if at all possible, and encourage you to, to go ahead and go to that website, 
that page and to make your faith promise for next year. And uh, let me say this, if you're not ready tonight, that's okay. We want to be able to, by next Thursday, we're going to move on. We're, not, we're moving beyond the global impact focus next week. Um, uh, it's going to be just a different focus. However, we want to be able to give a report next Thursday. Here's to date. Here's the faith promises for 2022. So if not in this moment, which I do encourage, if possible, sometime between now and next Wednesday or so, if you could respond to the, the faith that God is putting in your heart, uh, we would really appreciate that, and that would really help us. We actually have a board meeting next Wednesday night, as it turns out, and we'll be setting the budget, a kind of a tentative budget for next year in that board meeting. So this is timely that we do this now. And so as the, as the band plays, as Ryan sings, I encourage you to prayerfully consider making your faith promise for next year. And then when we're finished with that, Rob's going to come and close our service. So God bless you in this moment of faith.